Hello, everybody, and welcome finally back to a brand new episode of Back to Basics. It seems like we've gotten over our technological humps and are back to giving you some brand new, fun, and not entirely at all annoying content. Uh, as usual, I am Pastor Don here to give you the, the shakes and the breaks about the Bible that we all know, love, and have occasionally been beaten over the head with. And joining me is the wonderful, the magnificent, the incredible Courtney Fraley. Looking like the best of animals <laughs> right now, which just is worth, worth loving. So today we are going to continue on with our dig through Genesis. Uh, I know we said we we're going to do New Testament stuff once a month here, but uh, as a holdover of those technical difficulties, we're going to let the New Testament sit for another month and return to that next month. So for now, we are going to be picking up from Genesis chapter 28. Uh, as usual, if you have it to hand, I recommend reading from the uh, New Revised Standard Updated Edition. Uh, that's a good one to read from myself. For today, I'm going to be reading from the Hebrew Bible, a translation of commentary by Robert Alter, uh, which is even better, I would say. It's one of the more poetic, one of the more really nuanced translations. Uh, it is also obscenely expensive and difficult to get a hold of, and I'm fortunate to have one. Uh, but not everyone does. So you can listen to me rant about it and compare it to the NRSVUE at your discretion. Shall we begin? Let's begin. Genesis chapter 28. And as a side note, by the way, for those of you following along, the version I'm reading from does not have section headings like you'll see in the NRSVUE. So in the NRSVUE, you've got section headings, Esau marries Ishmael's daughter, Jacob's dream at Bethel, uh, we don't have those, so I'm not going to read them. Anyway, let's get started. Genesis chapter 28. And Isaac summoned Jacob and blessed him and commanded him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Rise and go to Padan Aram to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take you from there a wife from the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. And may El Shaddai bless you and make you fruitful and multiply so you become an assembly of peoples. And may he grant you the blessings of Abraham to you and your seed as well, that you may take hold of the land of your sojournings, which God granted to Abraham. And Isaac sent Jacob off, and he went to Padan Aram, to Laban, son of Bethuel, uh, the Aramean, brother of Rebekah, mother of Jacob, and Esau. And Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him off to Padan Aram to take with or to take him a wife from there when he blessed him and charged him, saying, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And Jacob listened to his father and to his mother and went to Padan Aram. And Esau saw the daughters of Canaan were evil in the eyes of Isaac and Isaac, his father. And Esau went to Ishmael and he took Mahalath, a daughter of Ishmael, son of Abraham, in addition to his wives as a wife. And Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. And he came upon a certain place and stopped there for the night. For the sun had set, and he took one of the stones of the place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place, and he dreamed. And look, a ramp was set against the ground with its top reaching the heavens. And look, messengers of God were going up and coming down it. And look, the Lord was poised over him, and he said, I, the Lord, am God, am the God of Abraham your father and the God of Isaac. 
the land on which you lie, to you I will give it and to your seed. And your seed shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall burst forth to the west and the east and the north and the south, and all the clans of the earth shall be blessed through you and through your seed. And look, I am with you, and I will guard you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done that which I have spoken to you. And Jacob awoke from his sleep, and he said, Indeed, the Lord is in this place, and I did not know. And he was afraid, and he said, How fearsome is this place? This can be but the house of God, and this is the gate of the heavens. And Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone he had put at his head, and he set it as a pillar and poured oil over its top. And he called the name of that place Bethel, though the name of the town before had been Luz. And Jacob made a vow, saying, if the Lord God be with me and guard me on this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to wear and I return safely to my father's house, then the Lord will be my God. And the stone that I set as a pillar will be a house of God and everything that you give me, I will surely tithe it to you. So, stuff happened. Um, hey, we hey, are... I also found it a bit difficult. I, I'm, I'm accustomed to reading along when hearing... Uh when hearing the bible mm -hmm. read out loud yeah and um it's, it's a different version yeah like, and this is something that like will happen more and more not just on this but for a lot of us because quite frankly there are a million different versions of this of this bible and i've i've said before they're all translations man like I'm, I, and i'm not going to embarrass myself by being a white guy trying to read hebrew out on this podcast um not that I haven't done it before, but, you know, we're always going to be reading along to something slightly different than he's got to roll with it. Sorry to say. And those differences can yeah. be informative though. That's, that's one of the cool things is when we're dealing with multiple translation, those differences can be informative. So what did you see? Um, I, I had a choke down a stairway to heaven joke. Yeah, yeah. Because in this in this version, the ramp is a stairway. And I'm exactly, like, and that's that's how it's traditionally been translated, mostly because, like, yeah, that's generally how it's been. Actually, it's in the notes here that um, let's see. It says although the etymology is doubtful, the traditional rendering of ladder is unlikely. Um, the it uses phrases associated with a Mesopotamian a Mesopotamian ziggurat. So the structure yeah, that they're describing here is probably closer to that of a ramp than a ladder. Hey, something I actually learned in college. Yay! Yay! <laughs> ziggurat! Go Ziggy! Go Ziggy! Yeah, and that probably dated me pretty badly. Anyway, um, so like we get translational differences and stuff like that, and not gonna lie, um. I'm sorry, the constant references to Jacob's seed, and then we get, and your seed shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall burst forth to the west, to the east, the north, and to the south. I had a tough time keeping a straight face through that one, not going to lie. You're not right. <laughs> no, actually, I am right, because like <sighs> this kind of imagery is hyperbolic in a very specific way. Like Even Alter mentions that in his notes, that it's meant to be vivid and hyperbolic and kind of to be exactly what you think he's kind of suggesting here. Um, and, and this is, again, worth noting because in the period of time in which this was written down, Moore's particularly around male sexuality were a hell of a lot looser. And so that kind of stuff was a lot more commonplace in terms of like 
literary reference. Sowing one seed. Yeah. 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 Like it was, <laughs> that was a euphemism, uh, friends. If you didn't pick that up out of the English, that was a euphemism. <laughs> so that's happening here. So like all of this literary stuff is just just popping off all over the place. Um. Yeah. So we have the famous Jacob's Ladder dream. We have like we go for directly from oddly specific racism to um, I'm going to take a wife just to spite you, dad, another wife, you know, one of many. And then you get Jacob's ladder dream. Uh, and then you get Jacob being kind of freaked out. And that's pretty much our whole chapter. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's happening here. And all of it is a bunch of different emotional beats and a bunch of kind of weirder stuff. So thoughts? Yeah, it's, this is the sort of uh, passage that I think when I'm trying to like just firsthand read the Bible, um, it, it, it starts feeling sloggy because like I don't. It's hard it's, to make sense of it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it feels trite and petty to call the old testament poorly written but like i don't i, it, no. I get i get mucked up in it where it's like i i don't know i don't know how, i'm think, not describing it the way i want to well i th i think like we'll, we'll talk about the vision here because that's a good example of something that we all kind of look at and we're like we don't know what the hell that was about like and I think the first thing we need to understand is what exactly we're looking at here. Like this is a literary retelling of Jacob's explanation of what he thinks he saw in a dream. Now, I am not going to discount that he received some sort of divine vision. Those do actually happen. They're a hell of a lot rarer than evangelicals might suggest, but they do happen. Like we do get weird shit in dreams that is clearly didn't come from us. What exactly that means and how that works, we usually don't know if it happens, which is rare. So I'm not going to discount that Jacob experienced a thing here, but let's compare between like, there's this image of a thing that he saw and experienced. And then he relates, oh, God was telling me this. Um, Like all of this word of God stuff, I almost tend to take as Jacob rationalizing and providing context that he has for what he thinks he saw. Um, which, you know, maybe God spoke to him directly in that way. Maybe God didn't. But the crux of, in my experience, how God communicates in these ways is visual, for lack of a better term. Like, I tend to be immediately, for myself, suspicious of people who said, God told me in these exact words exactly what to do in this exact way, mostly because God's communication with humans tend to border on the incomprehensible at best. And so that's why I take Jacob's dream as legit is because we get this uh, stairway to heaven complete with guitar solo. Um, but then the explanation doesn't seem to have any relationship to what he saw. So like what he saw there is baffling. Like it makes no sense. Like a, a ziggurat style ramp to heaven, but there was no ziggurat here. And also there's angels going up and down. Like, 
Side note, we haven't reached the uh, the the Renaissance period yet, where angels suddenly became fat babies with bows and arrows and wings. Like angels here are friggin' scary. Like nine wings, covered in eyes, constantly out in fire. This is the one where I should have stuck a bunch of googly eyes on my face for the camera. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, they pop back from time to time. Yeah. So like, feel free to throw in a uh, screen grab of that if you want <laughs> from the time that I did that. So. So what we're, I know here, when. what we're getting here is irrational at best. And then we get this exposition by God, which creates a rational statement. But my first thought when reading all of this kind of exposition, this divine exposition is, the hell does that have to do with a ziggurat style ramp to heaven with angels going up and down? Like none of that relates to the thing we just saw. And that leads to my understanding that this is more Jacob saying, oh yeah, God told me this as a means of providing his own kind of context for what he assumes the vision meant, but no way of saying for sure if that's actually what it was about. Um, in the end, this is a vision that has never given me any particular clear answers other than, yeah, it's kind of weird and screwy when God does that. We don't always have a clear answer, but we often tend to kind of make up our own shit to make sense of it. Thoughts so far, or am I going to continue ranting? I, you, you can you can rant away i just i like i said I, I feel just stuck in the mud when i when i try and read through this this yeah. sort of stuff and i end up kind of caving and backing off sometimes because it's like i i don't get and i think part of that too is like historically particularly in american churches we have placed a higher level of importance on passages like this which are out there weird don't make a whole lot of sense and really difficult to interpret uh and we kind of ignored passages that say things like immigrants should be treated as citizens stop screwing them over as like thing oh we didn't talk about that in church like so part of the reason this is hard to slog through for us is the fact that we're used to trying to slog through this one this is one of the passages that we're really just supposed to kind of be like yeah okay and then move on like this isn't meant to be as big of a deal as the american church has often taken it like I don't know about you, but I got this one like nine different times in Sunday school. Right? Like, yeah, I remember a song about, you know, like, we are climbing Jacob's ladder. Like, yeah, like a Sunday school song. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I'd be in Sunday school thinking, like, we don't know what the hell this is. Why is there a ladder? It's a ramp. What the hell is going on here? I don't know what this is. <laughs> like, that would be an accurate song. But, like, this is something, and, and we do this a lot in church. We tend to venerate these kind of world-shaking visions and stuff like that venerate the pieces that seem spiritual or ephemeral or weird or reality breaking without understanding what they're about and then we downplay all the stuff that's actually important like yes an interaction with god is world breaking reality shattering and it's going to leave you in a place where you have no idea what the hell you just saw uh and we so should all probably keep record of things like that for, yeah like you know future generations there is some importance to that which by the way uh, as a side note, gives me a certain amount of critique to level at St. John of Patmos, who had a very, very specific vision of God with uh, information and stuff like that, that, you know, specific text and all that, like, that seems oddly convenient. But anyway, that's a story for another podcast. Um, for this, like, yeah, it's no surprise that it's weird and doesn't make sense. And 
it was a life-changing event for Jacob, sure. Like it kind of it kind of twists Jacob's face a little bit to be like, okay, yeah, wow, that was that was something. Uh, so if all of this stuff actually plays out the way I think God's telling me, I'm gonna stick with this God. Uh, seems like seems like my kind of guy. Uh, seems, seems to have my best interest at heart, despite all of that duplicity I did just a chapter and a half ago. Um, I'm on board with this. All right. Like, so this isn't, it does serve a larger narrative purpose. Uh, but other than that, it's just like, the hell? What was that? And it's okay for it to be that. Like, it's okay for us to look at this and say, yeah, I don't know what that was supposed to be. Because so much of our actual encounters with God are like that. We're like, okay. I don't remember taking acid, but all right. <laughs> I do believe you're having some experiences I have not had in my existence. Right? right? I mean, an actual encounter with God is pretty much just sitting there going, huh, that's new. Like, and that, like that, that's okay. Like, those experiences can be a part of our life or they can't be a part of it. Like if you don't experience that too, that's just as valid. Like all of these different experiences of the divine have validity. Jacob here is getting a mushroom trip worth of experience of the divine here, uh, but it's not the only way to experience God. So that's valid. Other ways, it's all right. Like it's a it's a thing is kind of the only real answer I take away from this text. Like, yeah, all right, that, that can happen. Side effects may include six wings, a million different types of eyes, and everything's on fire. Consult your doctor for further reference. Oh. Anything else you want to dig into this? Maybe the uh, incidental racism of the first part or anything like that? You know, I, I, I just kind of um, I rolled that and moved on at this point because there's so much of it in the Old Testament. Yeah. There's so much of it just in human history if we're being perfectly honest with in fairness here. in fairness to the old testament this is i think the first time i've ever seen someone take a spite wife um which you know that's that's a thing that esau did like, oh you don't like cadence do you i'm gonna take one take me one of them women add her to my collection like setting aside the distinct operation of women as property which again we have gone at a number of times in this Abraham. We've talked about this a lot, Abraham, with respect to Abraham. Um, but like, this is the only time I know where someone really just takes a wife out of spite. And that is a level of aggression that I personally was not prepared for. Um, but other than that, like that seems to cover the gist of it, I think. Anything else you want to tear into on this one before we move no, on? No, I, 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 uh, I think we've covered it pretty well. All right. Well, honestly, um, I mean, this feels like one that your input is a bit more important than mine because I don't have much for this. Yeah. So, I, like, this is thank you for contextualizing I, I, it. I feel the need to point out too that this is an experience that we can have with the Bible that we tend to discredit a lot, which is looking at it and just going, "Huh?" Like, <laughs> there is a certain amount of divinity in looking at the Bible and just going, "The hell." Like, that's okay. Like, you can read the Bible that way. It's allowed to be confused and overwhelmed and weirded out and stuck with some of the stuff we get here because some of this stuff is weird and it's supposed to be weird. So, that's why God always tells you not to look at them. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, look, looking at God directly in the face is a lot like spending time with a toddler. 
You're going to walk away from there with 97 different types of wrinkles and your hair is going to be gray and people are going to look like you've aged a million years in the course of about an hour. Like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, what they don't tell you is that when Moses went up the mountain, it was just God going, why, 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 why? Looking forward to getting to that. Yeah, well, Moses is going to be a whole fun other adventure, but we got a ways to get there. Honestly, I'm most looking yeah. forward to when we eventually get to Onan because he's going to be a fun one to talk about. But that's a story for another episode. Yeah, and let's keep let's keep moving. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who followed along so far, I'm going to say thank you. We're going to cut it here in what I assume is going to be a fairly tight, reasonably length episode, which is a rarity for us. So good job, us. Yay, round, round of applause for all of us for not talking too long. Yay, golf clap. Woo. All right. So. This being the end of the episode, there are a lot of things coming on and around. Since we're getting back off of our technology uh, bumps, uh, I actually do know exactly when this episode is going to come out. So there are things happening. If you are one of our viewers who is uh, watching this and is in Japan, we are having our first in-person service on the first Sunday of uh, April, and we are having a big old Easter block party at the church on Easter Sunday. Uh, you can get the uh, details to that on the website. Check that out. It's going to be a hoot. Uh, more importantly, we are doing all kinds of stuff on the Discord server as well. Like there are new things happening. We've got people now that are really eager to do stuff. Not that we haven't had people before, but we've got more people and more people are coming and it's getting to be fun. We are having some conversations and we'd like you to be a part of it. So Pop down to the links below, get all up in that Discord server and join us in conversation. And I see Courtney's waiting for me to kick it to her for our favorite request of every episode. Could you please request them to do the thing? Like, share, and subscribe. Ah, the holy trinity of YouTube. That's the one. So yeah, in all honesty though, like the more eyes we get these things in front of, the better it is. So if you want to share this around, show some folk, the irreverent, crazy people who are talking about the Bible, it would certainly help us out a fair bit. Otherwise, you keep being you. Have a great week, and we will see you in the next episode of Back to Basics. Bye, y'all. Bye.